need to get to know the guy if we're going to be surviving the zombie apocalypse together. Come on. Oh, come on. We've played Left 4 Dead together. We know none of us are going to live. Well, I need to make sure he <laughs> understands what he's signing up for. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. You might even say Ryan's on a journey to get some coffee. Oh, God, the journey button. So nice all day that I just have to fucking tear people's throats out. I guess. Tear your throat out. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you do all the work next week, Lou. Does that make you feel better? Oh, come on. <laughs> I missed that. What happened up in Maine? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Up in, uh, up in... All right, guys. I'm about to... Blah, 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 blah. Any way you want You can't call on yourself like that. <clears throat> But isn't it always a journey? We're all fans of the PSN game Journey, but we really just. Some of us just really need to take the journey to the bathroom. And... Okay. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Room number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Piven. Joining me, as always, is Bob Fournier. Hi, Rick. We also have Ryan from Murphy. Hello. Also with us is Lou Haid. Howdy. Guys, I can't go on with a lie anymore. I can't do it. Rick, Rick's been bitten. <laughs> He's not actually here. We, I w- we were going to try. He's not here today. I thought he was at a Journey concert. Actually, he was, but he got bit at the concert. Ah, so you could say he's journeying towards a new life. You could say that, actually. Or he's on a journey to becoming a zombie. But instead of Rick Piven today, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Instead of Rick Piven, uh, he, we'll, we'll hope he gets better. We'll see how he is when he comes back next week, whether he's infected or not. Uh, we do have a very special guest joining us tonight. It is a one, Michael Cole. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Michael. I wouldn't expect uh, Rick to come back, so I'm probably going to shoot him in the face just to be safe. Okay, that's dangerous, <laughs> but also wow. safe. Um, well, so welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. Uh, today, I am your host, Bob Fournier, and you heard before, we have Ryan Lou and special guest Mike. And to start the show this week, I am finally going to do it. I'm going to play a little game called Stump, bleh, bleh, Stump Lou Page. Uh-oh. Lou, I hope you're ready for the game. I have three trivia questions for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. These are really hard. They're all multiple choice, though. I'm going to let the uh, theme song finish up here. All right. Here we go, Lou. The West African slaves who took their religion and zombie folklore to Haiti also took it to the United States of America. Which voodoo practitioner was known as the Witch Queen of New Orleans? Was it Eugenie Legendre? Malvina Latour. Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. Oh, damn it. Okay, yep, that was right. I don't have a <laughs> thing for your right, so when you're right, we'll play this. My balls itch. Okay. <laughs> question, question number two. Looks like he's here. <laughs> question number two. In European mythology of the Middle Ages, someone who returned from the dead was called a wanderer, returner, a revenant, or a walker? A revenant. My balls itch. Okay, this one I think I'm going to get you. I want to get that checked. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I, I, I hope you don't get this one. I made this one up. I didn't make it up. It's real. Okay, well, anyway. 
And Peter, I know what you mean. And Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. What is the term used for the monkey bite that causes locals to freak out? Is it A, Singaya, B, Lingpaya, C, Stinbaya, or D, Rinfaya? It's A, Singaya. Eyeballs itch. Okay, three for three. I give up. Uh, it's just I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know everything. Segment. Uh, I only had three questions. I thought I was going to stump them. <laughs> we could be here all night. <laughs> That's true. Well, instead of doing that, let's go ahead and break the show down with the first thing we like to talk about, which is zombies in the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. Excuse me, I had some mac and cheese for lunch. Um, first thing on the chopping block, I found my vehicle for when the world goes to hell. <laughs> That's for sure. Mike, did you see this Survivor truck? Yeah, it's actually yeah, pretty impressive. Um, although, I don't, I didn't see any, like, oh, wait, there's a gallery. Never mind. <laughs> Looking for, like, inside pics, not just the outside of it. Yeah, it's very well done by a guy that makes survival um, equipment, pretty much. What worries me, though, is that he actually says um, paranoia is just having all the facts. <laughs> so he's he's obviously one of those guys. Uh, it brings me to the question, though. Is this the kind of vehicle, Mike, that you would want in the zombie survival apocalypse? Um, I guess. I mean, it's hard to tell exactly what's inside it and, you know, what it consists of. Um, you know, if it's diesel or if it's gasoline. There, there's a lot of, I guess, uh, I don't know things that you would have to consider about it yeah i was gonna say my concern would be its fuel efficiency because you won't get far if it eats gas well it's a hybrid yeah that is a hybrid <laughs> i'm just kidding uh this and is those a- are snow tires <laughs> on the thing so <laughs> <laughs> uh ryan murphy what about you is this the, the dream car for your apocalypse uh, you know it's kind of like okay you picture the rv in the walking dead this is kind of the rv but like made for the walking dead so if they had this i wonder if they would have been a little more well off but as soon as you mentioned like well okay gas powered sure you might be fine but diesel is a little different isn't diesel like harder to come by i don't know how that works uh no i think it's the same well it's not the same but you can't get it at every gas station you have to stop at specific gas stations to carry diesel usually on the highway i i feel pretty safe in this thing though I mean, it's it's beastly. Um, you got room up top. I mean, obviously, it's armored. There's uh, a sniper's cage. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Not that I'd be able to hit any of them. Well, and look at look at the price tag on it. How it ranges from a hundred thousand to six hundred thousand. That's a pretty wide range. I wonder why, <laughs> well, why they you get the deluxe model. <laughs> oh, the sniper cage maybe has like a mini bar or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's got a front grill that peels zombies apart. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't know if I prefer something like this. Cause like you guys said, I'd be afraid of, you know, running out of gas in the middle of nowhere. Oh, here it is. It's, uh, a Chevy C70 truck powered by 170 gallons, gallon tanks of gasoline or propane. Ooh, propane's pretty cool. It runs on propane. I missed that. Designed to withstand even a nuclear attack. So you, they've got a freaking bomb shelter in that thing. Um, yeah, you know what? It just went up in my book. <laughs> I yeah, might have to start saving my pennies. pennies. Pennies? Try saving your loonies, eh, and you might make it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, let's go back in childhood, though, real quick, and let's talk about the book series Goosebumps. You guys ever read those, Lou? Fan I did back when I was in middle school. Ryan, do they have Goosebumps up in Canada? Oh, man, Goosebumps was the shit. I know like we we read and they had movies. I remember having like VHS tapes, like the Goosebumps TV show that was on YTV. Oh to... wow, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, man, Goosebumps was big, and um, R.L. Stein was like a scholastic hero. He was, and um, Mike, you you read Goosebumps, right? We all oh, did. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure we traded those in uh, school. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Mike and I have known each other for quite a while. Um, Goosebumps used to make me so happy. Remember when they also had those uh, make your own decision ones? You guys remember mm. those? Yes. Yeah. You could read halfway through the book. Well, good news for us then. Um, R.L. Stein's first attempt at an adult novel, Red Rain. 
Latest um, attempt. Latest attempt. Not his first attempt. Well, I mean, I guess they're saying that this is going to be his first big attempt of going into adult scary novels. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure he's done it before, but it's it, it's still skeptical. He's using all, like, what people are um, talking about and complaining about is he's using all the typical tropes of having zombies and you're on an island and stuff like this. But I'm actually really excited to see R.L. Stein's take on a uh, on an adult zombie horror story. My 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 concern with what I've read here is not the tropes and all of that stuff. That all comes with the genre. But it's that his writing style supposedly, instead of focusing on the kids in the story, he's included kids, but he's made you want to identify with the parents this time instead of the children. And I just worry that he's probably writing for the wrong audience. Right, it's almost like a reverse Goosebumps, where the, before there was parents in it, and you focused on the kids. Right. Okay. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Something you're going to pick up and read? Oh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as I loved his books, you know, a decade ago, I don't, I don't know if I'd, if I'd, if I could just break away from thinking, you know, it's the same kids' books as he used to write. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably not going to be. I will probably be the guy that picks this up and reads it and hopes that it's a, a really amazing. But I, too, am more on the skeptical side, especially after what Lou just told me. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe it will be a choose-your-own-adventure book <laughs> inside an adult <laughs> novel. Who knows? But, um, yeah, what is it? It's about a blogger who goes and finds out she's on an island that brings back the dead. Um, she has two 12-year-old twin boys. Um Basically, it's um, Village of the Damned. I don't know. I'm a little, yeah, it's a little skeptical because it just feels like it's a story that's been done over and over again. So uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I will probably pick it up and read it. And I'll let you guys, I'll give you guys my review. Cool. Cool. That sounds- we, we do need to do more reviews on this show, actually. I mean, I mean, starting with the Walking Dead TV show, I guess that's our first review segment, but it might be interesting to... To go even further than that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reviews, Ryan, did you watch the trailer for the movie Warm Bodies? I did. This is a weird little trailer. And at first it's like they I was scanning through the text and they mentioned like Twilight. It's even made by the same sort of like um, production company, Summit. Isn't that – that's Twilight, right? have no I, idea. Yeah, I don't it's think any of us would know that. I don't know that. I've <laughs> – I, I'm pretty sure it, it is. Anyways, um, and the, the trailer starts. For it. Yeah, <laughs> the trailer starts off pretty innocently. It starts like a, a zombie film based, and and but it focuses on the zombie perspective. So it's like the guy is like talking. You hear him. It's like I don't remember my name, but I think it starts with an R. But it doesn't really matter because we're all dead. And then it shows like all these zombies, and it just progresses. And you know. You, you kind of think, oh, is this like a movie where like everybody's dead and it's just the zombies left? But then it shows like people coming in and I guess he ends up like interacting with this girl who makes him feel something, I guess. And it it feels very cheesy, but I mean, I don't mind a little cheese when it comes to like, I mean, I can get over that with the zombie thing. But basically what happens is he falls in love with this girl and then he starts turning into a human, like turning back into a human. I guess that's the whole virus, you know? And then I guess at the end of the trailer, it's like, we've started something. We're infecting everybody. And it's turning all the zombies back into humans just because they're, ah, they're in love. But- yeah. I went through, um, like three phases watching this movie. When I, fir- <laughs> when the first few like seconds of it, I'm like, really a zombie movie with a perspective of a, a guy who is a zombie who is thinking, this is I thought stupid. Great. No, I thought. I thought. I thought was... Is this your turn to talk or mine, Ryan? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought. I was like, this is kind of stupid. And then I saw that there was two types of zombies: the, the bonies, which are like crazy, 28 days later zombies, and then there was the, um, you know, the regular zombie people that were around. And Rob Corddry is a zombie. Awesome. Um, then I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of neat. And then when he started falling in love with this girl, I was like, okay, I see where this movie's going. And you know what? I don't hate it, you know? Like, I, I don't it, hate it all that much. It's weird, you know? And I think I went through a similar, like, sort of, like, this was kind of interesting. Then they introduced the whole love segment. It's like, ugh, okay, that's kind of weird. And then it kind of swung right back with, like, the comedy and the whole, like, we got we got skeletons fighting corpses here. 
which ones do we shoot? And then one of the zombies toss, or one of the zombies tosses one of the bonies at the at the things and shoot that, and the, you know. So it's like a comedy, it's a romance comedy, but it's a zombie film. So it's hey, it's sort of like right up our alley. I'll see it. Anything's better than my boyfriend's back. Did you any of you see that? Oh, that the worst zombie romance yes, movie ever. I think I saw half of that. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Never even heard of that. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Mike, is this something you think you would watch? Um, again, to be the negative Nancy, probably not. Um, I also kind of went through the, the three stages, but I was like, disgust, interest, and then what the hell's going on? <laughs> I, I guess I'm just curious. And I mean, I'm not going to go to the theaters and see it. I'll probably wait till it comes out on DVD. Like I'm not rushing to get in line to see it, but I do think it's interesting. And, um, you know, I'd be a negative, but Bob, where'd you get this guy? Come on. I don't know. I, I just got him five minutes before the show. Um, Lou Page. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Lou Page. Um, the whole story itself, what do you think? Is it something, I mean, different enough, but stays to the traditional zombie that's good? I, I think it's going to be different. Uh, there isn't a lot of stuff that approaches this and does it well. This looks like it has the budget to approach it and actually do it right. Um, I've seen indie films that try to do this zombie love story kind of thing, and they always fall really flat. I think this might be able to do it and add the right amount of humor. As long as it's not gross. That's the one thing. Like, I can get behind um, a zombie feeling something, you know, having some sort of brain power left to have some feelings for somebody. But as long as there isn't, like, a makeup session or something like that that just gets weird and gross, I'm fine with it. You sound, like, you sound like you're 12. <laughs> and, <laughs> ew, making out. <laughs> Seriously. Gross no. cooties. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of cool, the whole, like, they're kind of like half zombies, and then there's, like, the bonies who are, like, just straight out, like, zombie yeah. zombies. And then when you fall in love, it's almost like an infection. Like, you, you became a zombie from an infection, and then you fall in love, and it's like an infection that your heart starts up again. Um, I find that kind of interesting enough for me that I'm definitely going to check it out. It's corny. And again, like describing it, if you described it to somebody without showing them the trailer, they'd look at you like, that's the corniest thing I've ever heard. Well, you could say the same thing about Shaun of the Dead, because that's what I thought of when I saw this trailer was his love story with zombies. That's what Shaun of the Dead was. If you explained to someone like Shaun of the Dead was about a guy fending off zombies to find a girl that he loves or whatever... It sounds kind of cheesy, too. It, you know what I mean? Out of context. So this could be a sleeper. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I actually mentioned this on, on TCC and um, this little cafe. And uh, Peyton said it's sort of a mix between Pretty in Pink and Shaun of the Dead. So. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's a. It, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's different, and this is again. This is uh, my opinion when it comes to zombies. It's overdone. It's a crowded genre, and you need the crap to. Fl- you need the. Good- no, I don't want the crap to float to the top. <laughs> I want the good stuff to float to the top. You know, I want the crap to sink to the bottom. And this looks like a potential sort of different enough that it warrants some attention. Hey, yeah. I I watched it and I went wait. World War Z was a disappointing trailer. This isn't actually, so maybe this will be good. Wow, hey, that's a good point. As we all watched the World War Z trailer, we all kind of thought negatively on that. <laughs> and uh, this comes out, and we're all kind of, meh, maybe this is the zombie movie to see. Who oh, knows? and also his friend in the trailer, like, not R, but R's friend. I love that actor, and I'll watch him in Oh, Rob Corddry. Rob he's hilarious. He is. And in this trailer, he's he's there's a point where he does something... Hilarious with the he runs over a couple bonies and that sounds dirty. But <laughs> uh, anyways, pointing that out. Yeah, we'll, we can go ahead and we'll move on to um, some. Well, actually, new, what? before you go move on, yes. I do want to confirm and back up Ryan that it is Summit Entertainment that also did Twilight. Uh, okay. Oh, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> I just want everyone to be clear. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Go to Mike and the Chopper. <laughs> Mike and the Chopper. Eye in the sky. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some re-logo designs. Um, we're going to go ahead and post these up on the show for those of you listening to an audio version of the podcast. But some people did version? some... They did some... What? We have another version of the show? <laughs> I haven't told you guys Are yet. Are we on but, camera? Uh, anyway. Just put pants on. <laughs> Please put pants on. Uh, Lou, why don't you talk to us, run us through some of these logo designs. Um, some of them are pretty, <laughs> pretty good. So... 
there's been some redesigns of some logos, and we now, instead of Goodwill, we have Badwill with a zombie face. Instead of Barbie, we now have Zombie, and it's Barbie with a zombie face. <laughs> and instead I, of the I, NVA, we have the DOA, and it's a wonderful zombie bouncing a basketball head. And my favorite is Kentucky Fried Carcass. I like that one, too. <laughs> It's got a zombie kernel. Finger-licking goo. <laughs> there are some weak ones, though. Um, I think instead of Quaker Oats, they have Cadaver. I think that one's a little weak. And they also have, instead like of... Bush. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and instead of Shell Gas Station, they have Hell Gas Station. Yeah, that so... one's, one's kind of weak. Um, I like Starguts with the zombie Star- with the guts Star-Guts hanging out of it. Starguts is my favorite. Um, Plague Boy. You guys a fan of Plague Boy? They have those uh, zombie model centerfolds in there. <laughs> um, you see everything. I thought this was kind of neat. Uh, some of these logos obviously done really well. The Kentucky Fried Carcass one. Um, and the weird thing is about it, though, <laughs> we also have this other thing, the Iron Man 3 zombie. Did you guys see that? It looks badass. Uh, it, it looks it looks awesome. My question was, is it a costume or is it just a piece of art that someone did? It's not really clear. Um, it says it was done by a cosplay artist, but it didn't say that it was actually designed to be worn. Looks a little oh, too hard to be worn. It says here that it was f- photographed. So, I mean, it sounds like they actually wore it. And, you know, this reminds me of, like, I, I never read Marvel Zombies, but I knew of it. Was Iron Man in, involved in that little thing? All of them were. Yeah. At okay. some point, every hero becomes a zombie. Yeah, this The reason why I want to bring this up is um, it kind of brings up a topic that I wanted to talk about is... um. Zombie superheroes. If there was going to be one you were more afraid of than any other superhero, if they turned into a zombie, who would it be, Mike? Jeez, I have to say, uh, Superman. I mean, if you get to keep all his powers and be a zombie, that's pretty freaking. That's a that's a crazy zombie, right? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? If any zombie, any superhero becomes a zombie, who are you afraid of the most? Hmm. I'd have to say. I mean, Superman's a good one, but. <laughs> No, it is a good one. He kind of took the best one. Um, I don't know. Any stealth-based hero like Batman, like Batman is a zombie, like you'd have no defense. He'd just sneak up on you and chew a little off your neck and you're done. <laughs> chew a little off the neck, a little off the top, I'm please. Uh, Lou, any any particular superheroes stick out in mind? I'm going to go with the one that I think they used in one of the uh, Marvel Zombies comics, and that is Zombie Galactus. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I, I'm just wondering, like, like role-playing out in my head, like, would Zombie Iron Man be able to control his um, zombie, like, his Iron Man powers if he was a zombie? Because um, there's a lot of complicated his, machinery in there. <laughs> his suit really doesn't look like it could do much. It's sort of torn to bits. I believe in the comic he does fly around as a zombie. Oh, my Zom- God. Flying zombies. What the, I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> The zombie Marvel Universe is kind of really silly. And the weird thing is, is they've even started to carry over into the regular Marvel Universe. Yes, they have. I'm just wondering. Zombie superheroes. I'm sorry, I'm just still contemplating on who mine would be. But um, why don't we go ahead and instead of talking about zombie superheroes, we'll just jump right into uh, one of my favorite segments whenever Ryan's turn is up. And that is the weapon of choice. Grab the shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. Oh, boy. All right, we ready for this? All right. I hope so. Mike, just to enlighten you, this is where one of us pick a weapon that we think would be good, and then we discuss whether it would be good or not. So far, Ryan's track record is fire extinguisher, nunchucks, and a beer bottle. Okay. The fire extinguisher was actually the weapon. They just like putting words in my mouth. I beg to differ. You could create fire extinguisher nunchucks. Okay, that was 10 <laughs> minutes into the segment. Where you guys were already making fun of me, so stop it. All right, sorry. Go ahead and uh, continue with your weapon of choice. Oh, God. This might have been a mistake. Anyways, <laughs> um, the setup here. Let me set it up a little bit. I went more defensive weapon in this uh, segment because I couldn't come up with something that – I mean, once – um, a fire axe made it a propane tanks was taken. I sort of needed to like branch out a little bit. Shout out to last week's episode. 
So um, I just picture myself at Walmart and then the zombie apocalypse hits and I'm stuck in the Walmart. We've defended it pretty well. Um, you know, we have our weapons, the standard stuff, but we need something to help us detect when zombies are approaching or if a zombie is kind of wandering around in the parking lot. And I was thinking to myself, what could I get at Walmart that would be a proximity sensor to um, that could that could help? not only direct zombies to a specific location so we can corral them and shoot them or just to let us know that zombies have like gotten into the backyard or through the fence or something. And what I've gone with is the big mouth Billy Bass. (laughs) 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 So um, I figured this would be a lot of fun to discuss. I mean, when you think about it, there are a lot of proximity based um, noisemakers and I thought this was the most famous. So I would pick it. Um, so, I mean, what is there? Do you guys have any sort of ideas as to what we could use this for? Because I, I came up with a bunch. Like, I don't even know where to begin. You don't? <laughs> I'm having flashbacks of Dead Rising right now. See? He knows what I'm talking about. Um, so, Big Mouth Billy Bass. Um, Take it to the river. <laughs> the singing fish on a plaque. So, your plan is to um, either A, throw this thing somewhere and hopefully it attracts zombies through the noise, correct? Yes. Or B,. Um, set it on to that sensor where it used to scare me as a kid whenever I walked by it and start singing, and that way you know zombies are coming? Well, okay, like, and, and the other thing is, too, that you're at a Walmart, so I think, maybe not these days, but maybe when they were popular, they would have had, like, hundreds of them. So you could use them as, like, noise grenades to kind of throw them into, like, a, an open area and then use the sound to direct zombies and corral them to get a better shot. Or, like I said, you could, you know, um, say you have a, a backyard area where there's an open fence and you want to have an early warning system. And all of a sudden you hear, take me to the river, that phenomenal song. And uh, you just come running and there's zombies getting in your backyard. Um, so, <laughs> those, are two, those are two possible scenarios I came up with. And I was kind of thinking that it would it would spark great debate between all of us to see if we could come Oh, up with- there's some debate going on right now. <laughs> I'm debating whether or not to keep you on this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're uh, kidding me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like... You can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> there's like, so say, say I got a handful of big mouth billy bass, right? Uh, and uh, I got to... You get that check. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I throw one. And it distracts the zombies, and I start running. And I throw another one, it distracts more zombies. I start running, and all of a sudden there's a zombie in front of me. Am I just going to use it to try and smash its face okay, in? Like, like I said, this is, I guess saying it a defensive weapon. It's not a. It's not an offensive weapon. It's more used as a, because I want to kind of like. It's a preventative measure. Yeah, thank you, preventative. I wanted to use this segment, like I was thinking, like if we, keep, if we get to like, we do this show for a year. We're going to have to retire the segment because like we've pretty much done everything. It's, it's like <laughs> standard handgun. I mean, that's boring. So I figured, like, you know, let's open it up to some um, some good old-fashioned preventative weapons, like something we can use as early warning system or, like I said, a noise grenade, something like that. Well, you uh, know what? Let's let's hand it over to our resident weapon aficionado, Mike Cole. Mike, your thoughts on this weapon? Well, I mean, it's not really a weapon, but... Your thoughts um, on this I, defense mechanism? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I do like the idea because... I mean, Thank you. You know, all all signs point to yeah, noise is going to attract them, and similar to like the pipe bombs in Left 4 Dead, when you throw it, you know, the sound and noise it gathers them. Oh my God! You attach a bomb to the Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is. I, where'd you get this guy? He's great. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> resident weapons aficionado. Is that because he's? Wait, do you have like weapons or something? Is that? Uh, yes, I own several firearms. Oh, nice. So if if Mike agrees with the big mouth Billy Bass, I think you're I think you're safe this week. And well, see, that's what I was looking for. I was really looking for someone to take it to the next level. And strapping C4 to that sucker was definitely the next level. I don't know if Walmart sells your typical C4 blocks. Well, um, I figured in the states you guys would have some. <laughs> okay, um, but I see I see where you're going, and I, I can make it. I kind of like it. I, I especially like the, the bomb attached to it. That's pretty cool. Um, well, that actually turns it into a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that, now you're talking weapon. I mean, I do like the idea of using it at, say, an entrance where you can't have guards so that when you hear the Big Mouth, Big Mouth Billy Bass singing, 
you go, hey, wait, we're standing at the wrong entrance to protect. We need to get over to... Yeah. Uh, it is, it is as, as much as I hate to admit it, it is a pretty good idea to have some sort of proximity Thank alert you. like that. Thank you. Um, I believe you have redeemed yourself. Well, see, there's also, you could do the um, bad to the bones version where it's just it's a, ske- <laughs> a fish skeleton. And I'm pretty sure you could get like a Christmas themed one as well. I wonder if they have any uh, Journey versions. It's probably going to explain that. I don't understand. Um, this is a fanboys XL thing. Yeah. Okay. So basically, now that we're 40 minutes into the show, um, I have an unwritten rule of podcasting now that whenever I'm doing a podcast, whether I be guesting, hosting, doing whatever, if anyone uses the word journey. The song must begin. <laughs> Are we going to be sued? I mean, because that's really everybody's question. Uh, no, it's only like six seconds. I think we're safe. It's common use. Yeah, or it's we're, a, we're under yeah. fair use. We're un- yeah, we're under fair use. All right, so Ryan Murphy, Big Mouth Billy Bass, Noise Grenades, which is going to be the new title of our show. <laughs> I think you've gone and outdone yourself. Uh, whose turn is it next week? Is it mine? I think it's Rick's. Rick. So if he's not a zombie, let's hope he can go ahead and... Uh, Pick us a better weapon than a big mouth billy bass. <laughs> Come on, it's all about sparking conversation. It's no fun if you just choose a fire axe, Bob. It was a fire axe and a propane tank, Ryan. Are you going to bat that thing at people? Come on. Oh, speaking of batting that thing, let's go ahead and get into The Walking Dead. The world ended. Didn't you get the memo? Lots of stuff to discuss for this week's episode. Big um, episode. Big episode. It felt like not a lot happened, but guys, I want to play you this little clip that I pulled from the show, which just, we were talking last week about Rick Grimes going completely nuts, and uh, I think this clip kind of provides that. So he, he's crazy. I mean, as soon as you hear baby crying, I mean, that's when you know you're, you're done. Yeah. So this is how our episode ends. Uh, let's bring it back to the beginning and, uh, oh, Hey, it's more of the same. Rick Grimes going crazy. Um, wow. I mean, we talked last week about how this would develop him as a character and what, where he's going to go and where he went in the comic books. Um, this is, this is nuts. And, um, in the comic books, and this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, the phone that he hears ringing is not even connected to anything, and he walks around with it for, like, the longest time talking to Lori. Oh, is really? that where they're going to go with this, you think? Mm, no. I hope so. Really? I don't know. I, I, I want him back. I mean, it's hard to come back from from, you know, first of all, finding out that your wife has died with, from a C-section and then was shot by your own son, but then finding what's left of her gone. The, her body was eaten by a zombie who didn't get very far. But uh, that was definitely the, the zombie had eaten her entire body, right? That's why the, the zombie no, was they, like... No, I thought they dragged the body away so that it could be buried. Yeah, they did. Oh, really? I don't know what episode you watched... But, I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember when they dragged the zombie, the body away. If you look, there was a blood splatter, and it was heading the direction that he came from. And I think they dragged her body out. Then what was with the zombie that was like overfilled, and he was like stabbing it in the stomach? I thought he was like trying to get his wedding band back or something. I think he was just losing his mind. Yeah, I think. Um, Are you sure? I could have sworn that they left the the body there because the kid came out. 
And they left the door open, and they had the baby. When did they go back in to get the body? I, I'm more in with Lou on this one, where I think that you see blood spatter going out to where they have the three, or the um, the actual burial site. I think her body's under there. Um, yeah, they were digging three graves. I think they were planning on burying her. And the other interesting thing, too, is one of those graves is for uh, Carol, correct? Yes, who Don't... is no body yet. Yeah, they don't know if she's dead or not. And as far as we know, she's still alive, correct? Correct. Uh, we don't know that because last we saw she was just – we don't know anything. Basically. Yeah, exactly. But they all assume she's dead. Uh, yeah, no, they do. So that's, I mean, why they buried, that's why they did the three graves. But if we go back over to where the governor is, this dude's got some stuff going on in this town. And you start to realize how big of issues this guy really has. Um, gladiator fights with zombies that are rigged because they have no teeth. Still not going to do it. <laughs> See, I I was completely surprised by that. I didn't know what you guys were talking about when you mentioned zombie gladiator matches. I thought they, like, they... They, like, put people in a pit with a bunch of zombies, and then they have to try and survive. That's what I thought. This was crazy, though, because um, I don't know where you are in the episode, but you, you saw the episode, right, Ryan? Oh, no, I did. I'm not watching a different show. <laughs> I'm just saying when, 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 when you guys said that, there, that Rick would have a problem with the zombie gladiator stuff, I thought you guys – I thought when you said that, I thought it was – you know, they threw oh. somebody in a pit with a bunch of zombies and they had to try and survive. No, now, would you... How do you feel about these two fighting for entertainment with zombies with no teeth? Um, I, you know, I'm... It's weird. I understand Andrea's points where she says, you know, you're you're teaching these people that the zombies aren't to be afraid of, you know? I mean, to somebody who's been out on the road and in front of these monsters for so long, I could see that argument, and I agree with her. Like, I think I think it's a bad it, – it's not good. Like, it's almost like you're asking for it, keeping zombies like that inside. It's, you're asking for it. Right. And, um, Lou, are you happy that Michonne finally got her weapon so she could stop asking about it? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and actually, I will admit, I was – pretty happy with her character really this, this, turning this around episode i did because she didn't she she didn't do a lot of whining she took her weapon she kicked some ass and she said i'm leaving and she left <laughs> and i was like fantastic she's going on a journey oh <laughs> lou you caught me off guard hold on a second i knew you were gonna do that too <laughs> I thought you'd figure it out. Uh, yeah, you set it up and everything. Um, we also learned a little bit more about the governor's daughter. Um, well, that was the weirdest scene ever where he's brushing her hair. And then, can, I also, can I also say I could have swore she bit him in that scene? Maybe it was a, a, a camera mistake, but it looks like she bit him at least once or twice. And I was like... Uh, what's going on here? She might not have any teeth either, though, because apparently he's a big dental person here. <laughs> and, um, he's taking out everyone's teeth. But, um, yeah, like, so we find out in the show that uh, his daughter is still around and she's a zombie and he still takes care of her because he is also equally as insane as Rick. <laughs> yeah. I might even go as far as to say he's worse. He is worse, but we can get into that later on in the episodes if they follow the comic books. Now... The coolest thing about this now is where we're heading is you have a leader of a group who is batshit crazy. He's broken. He is completely broken. You have a leader of another group who is just as insane, and they both just want to protect what is theirs, right? Think, well, of, the, think of the epicness that's going to happen because they're eventually going to meet and collide, guys. And so with, that's the problem is, um, I mean... I, I still kind of see them, and I know you guys have some insight into the like with the comics and stuff. And obviously, it wouldn't make for good TV if they didn't collide. But I still feel as though there's still stuff to be set up to kind of for there to be a conflict, because I don't think I think Rick would understand um, wanting to keep your daughter alive and would maybe try to reason with the guy. I mean, he's. He's crazy, but so is Rick. I don't know what I'm getting at here, but I just I feel as though like if they were to meet up right now, they would need some sort of like thing to fight over for it to be to go bad. 
Um, oh, well, they're going to fight. And I think what's going to happen in this show is um, the governor is going to find out someone's held up in this giant prison because I feel like Merle is going to go out and find his brother. And um, the governor, we saw what happened when he did with the other little small military service. That's true. Um, I think the governor is going to want to go over and take over that prison, and Rick's going to be defending it with his last breath. And that guy's got nothing left. That's where I think the, the struggle is going to begin, and I think that's where it's going to be an epic season because of these two colliding and how they hold each other's <clears> – <throat> or how they hold their own and hold their places. You know what I mean? I mean so, okay, we're, we're coming up on a mid-season break, probably around episode eight. Yeah. So where do we see that – like, okay, with last season, the mid-season break was um, – well, spoilers, I guess. It's Walking Dead – uh, Sophia finding the the daughter and she's a walker, right? right. And that was huge. Correct. And, and having to see Rick put her down at the end of the episode was like, oh, what? <laughs> Worst so, thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, he, he involves zombie kids is like, it's almost like you don't do it. Yeah. Out of respect, and I I love that this show has has gone to those lengths to say like. Fuck it. If there's an apocalypse, <laughs> the apocalypse does not discriminate as to how old you are. Like, you're going down whether yep. you're 2 or you're 92. Well, that's um, that's just the thing that kind of, like, I've been talking about for a while now is if you go back for every season, Rick, as soon as he comes in contact with his wife, things go to hell. He takes over. He has to kill his best friend because his best friend's going crazy. He ends up getting... Um, you know, Herschel's leg chopped off. Herschel loses his entire farm because of Rick's group and the zombies coming. Like, he lost his wife. He's got a baby now. His son had to shoot it. When is he going to, like, I mean, he snapped in this episode, but when is he going to take it out on someone else? You know what I mean? And that uh, person, I think that person is going to be the governor. I, I think it is going to be the governor. I also have a theory on where they're going to go with it. Ooh, let's I think hear it. That, I think they're going to have Michonne find the prison. And I think she's going to meet them and Andrea is going to come up in conversation and she's going to tell them about the town. That's yeah. my theory. That's that probably could, a good thing. That could happen. Now, now do you think Rick go, tries to go to this, the town? Because he seems pretty – like if they can make the prison work, why wouldn't they make the prison work? Um, Rick's not going to go anywhere, I don't think. I think Rick's going to say this is my prison – you know, like he's been saying the whole time, this is my prison, it's going to be ours, and he wants, he just wants a place that's going to be their own forever. I yeah. think that there's going to be debate to go to the town or stay at the prison, and I think Rick is going to say stay at the prison, and everybody's going to go to the town, realize it's not a good idea, and then they're going to come begging back to him. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good theory, Luke. I can see that happening where they finally find out like what the governor is doing. And then they go back to Rick, or maybe half the group goes and half stays to keep an eye on Rick, that kind of thing. And that's when all hell breaks loose and the governor. I, From what I remember of seeing previews, Rick and the governor are meeting with a fence between them. And I guess that could either be at the prison or in the town, but it looked like the scenery of the prison. So I think at some point the governor is going to get to the prison and want to take it over. Well, I still feel as though when the first time they meet, they're going to meet on... Well, okay, this was that that theory was before um but, you know, I th I thought they would meet on good terms. That theory was before Rick lost his wife right. and almost his new child. Um but I think now, I mean I, I think this next episode is sort of going to be the wrap up on Rick's sort of madness. I don't I don't know if you can like this show always surprises me. It never it never delivers what you expect. And that's like last true. Last yeah. week's episode was for me like surprise after surprise. I'm just like, oh, everything's I, nice, and and then Glenn says it's like it's nice to have a good day, isn't it? It's like ah, crap. Right. I, we'll I do have a question. Go for it. Um, first season was six episodes. Second season was thirteen episodes. Do we know how many episodes were planned for this season? I would assume uh, the thirteen or twelve again, right? Or maybe fourteen. Then then our mid season is probably approaching in the next episode or two. Oh, geez, that's uh, scary, isn't it? Here, I'm looking it up right now. What are we going to talk about in the meantime? Now, Mike, I know you haven't seen the TV show. We've been kind of... Uh, oh, just, shit, have we been spoiling it for him? Uh, we, are, we talked about it pre-show. Um, comic book-wise, uh, from what we're talking about on the show with Rick in the Prison, what do you think of um, what we talked about as compared to what you've read in the comics? Anything there that you see kind of differently? 
from what I remember, it's starting to sound a little bit closer than what it has been, at least. Um, I mean, I've seen the show up until like mid-season two, and then I just lost track from not watching TV regularly. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it seems like it's following the comic a little bit better now than it used to. Yeah, and that's why I asked you is because I, I figured with all this talk about the prison and the governor and everything, um, it, those are big parts of the comic book. And uh, it's very interesting that they're staying very close to what the comic book did for a little while, you know? Yeah, and they're coming back to it. Cause, I mean, it started off pretty close, especially with the pilot and everything. Now that's going way back. but um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, it, I was just looking on here, and I don't say how many episodes they've ordered, but eight will be the mid-season break in Ooh. three weeks. So we get three more weeks. Three more I'm weeks, sure we guys. can come up with something. I mean, look at our news se- section. I mean, there's tons of good stuff we can talk about. Yeah, so let's go ahead and do what we've been doing for a little while. Next episode, um, on a scale of one to ridiculous, um, what do you think? Uh, are we going to get a really, really intense episode, Lou? I think we're going to get an episode full of crazy. Full of crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you think Rick's going to turn around at all, or do you think he's going to have another episode of being completely gone? I think we've got at least another episode, maybe two, of him being nuts. All right. And I'm- then I think they'll start straightening him out just for mid-season. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I'm on that page with you. Even though there was a lot going on this episode, I feel like it was like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where you have something that – an episode where not really a lot happens, more of an explain, explanation – the next episode is usually completely insane. And um, if history repeats itself, then I think we got a good episode coming up. What do you think, Ryan? I think we're going to we're, – it's going to be more focused on Andrea's character and, and seeing her kind of struggling with the new developments with the Gladiator stuff and whatnot and maybe even revisiting Merle uh, trying to find his brother, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think I think Rick cra- Rick going crazy like that was a primary focus in this episode. I think in the next episode it will be it will be the governor's golfing scene. You know, it's just kind of like back and forth. I think. All right. Well, we'll see what happens next week with the Walking Dead reviews. And sorry if we spoiled too much for you, Mike. Um, oh, it's super. Before we continue on, uh, there will be no dead decision this week. Um, Rick is infected. It was his turn, and none of us can tell a story like good old Rick Piven. Um, I miss that guy. I know. No, no offense, Mike. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite all right. All right, here. This might make you feel better. You son of a bitch. Okay. I thought he was gonna play Journey. So, oh shit. Anyway, we'll get old. <laughs> yeah, it's already getting old. <laughs> Next um, week, will we t- every time we mention Fleetwood Mac, he'll be playing Fleetwood Mac. Uh, wait, hold on. I get. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. I got a little surprise for everyone on the show. Um, no one has heard this yet. Um, I didn't want to tell anyone. I figured I'd make it a complete surprise. So uh, it's a little something I've been working on for a little while now. And um, we talked about it for a few episodes ago. We kind of bring it up every now and then is um, like making videos, stuff like that. And um, like, you know, doing our weapons of choice and whatnot. And uh, I was kind of thinking, what would be, you know, what would be really cool? A Zombies Ate My Podcast, the movie. Right? I mean, that would be fun, wouldn't it? I like where this is going. You like where this is going? I I like where this is going. All right, so it just so happens that I made a trailer for The Zombies Ate My Podcast, the movie. Um, It's about two minutes and 30 seconds. I'm going to play the whole thing here instead of doing a dead decision. And uh, this is the first time that anyone's ever heard this, so uh, feel great about yourselves, guys. And uh, sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. We'll be back in two minutes and 30 seconds. What happens when the world as we know it is taken over by the undead? Who will bring hope? Who will bring humanity back to the living? You guys ready to kill some zombies today? Every week, our survivors do what they can to keep you informed and get you ready for the incoming undead. 
Zombie News. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. Have you seen these Disney zombie princesses? I remember they were somehow ended up in like Antarctica. Or zombies one. are everywhere. I'm yeah, sick of zombies. Let's bring on the Twilight. Score one, America. Blue, tell me about Delta Zoo. He's going into quarantine areas with military uh, personnel. Weapons of choice. Fire extinguisher nunchucks. A maglite flashlight. I'm going to go with the uh, old-fashioned crowbar. What about using a propane tank? You have for you, baby Blue. Political science. This is a zombie apocalypse. I could use this conduit. You might actually be decent weapons against zombies. Blue, you're, you might be on to something here. So I picked beer bottles. Wait, what? Walking Dead spoiler review. As a hero in two minutes, and then give him a death scene. Next season, we're going to the prison. You saw it six months ago. I think there was a, a scene in season two at the church. Everyone's happy, he's walking. Suddenly, hundreds of zombies that nobody saw. <laughs> Dead decisions. Uh, the zombie board are chasing you. You need to no get one knows somewhere why. to hide. You're sitting in a beat-up junkie car that you managed Bob, to scrounge into the back. Actually, the tour guide for the helicopter tours. Leave me here to You're die. Awesome. I love your fire extinguisher nunchucks, but I gotta go. My wife oh. needs an Go. Bob Fortier. It just makes me think, like, because, A, I hate islands anyway. I mean, who likes islands? Rick Hickman. Zombie outbreak stats? It's gonna be quick. Ryan Murphy. If the zombies don't get you, the nuclear holocaust will. And Lou Payne. Yeah, I read that. Zombies ate my podcast. Listen like your life depends on it. Whoa. That was awesome. Very nice. Oh. How many times in the trailer were we running away from explosions as our voiceovers were uh, gone? <laughs> oh, every... I, pictured, I pictured ourselves running away from explosions a lot. Oh, every five seconds. Every five seconds. Uh, that, was, yeah. uh, ver- that was very well done, man. I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, uh, hopefully the movie will come soon, 2016. Shoot um, Maine. Uh, we'll all meet in Maine. <laughs> that's the closest one. Yeah, that was just a little project I've been working on for about a week. Rick and I talked about doing this thing on our other podcast, The Fanboys XL, where we're just going to make uh, like little fake movie trailers, stuff like that. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it with Zamp because you know we've had such a fun time on Zamp. We've talked about it before. Yeah, you know, so throughout the week I've been plugging away at it, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun to do. It was a lot of work, but um, it it came out pretty good. I, I got to say, I kind of liked it. Yeah. No, it I, it's fantastic. Fire extinguisher nunchucks and Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, it's, it's got my favorite stuff in it of all time. You had to use the clip. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> no way around it. I'm sorry. All right, so that's the way we're gonna wrap up the show tonight. I hope you guys all liked it. But Ryan Murphy, why don't you tell people where they can find us? I'd be happy to. Um, first off, our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. That's where our shows are posted. You'll also find links to our email. Send us emails at info, sorry, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You'll find our links to Twitter at zombiespodcast and our link to Facebook like us so we can say facebook.com slash zamp and not just say search for Zombies Ate My Podcast. Um, please leave us an iTunes review. I mean, I haven't checked... Uh, lately but you know um we'd love to read it on the show or your emails so send those in as well and just want to thank joel duggan from starcrossedonline.com for our artwork and um our sorry our itunes artwork and our website banner that's that was done by the fine joel duggan that was done by the fine joel duggan and we thank him for that work so for myself for the ever absent rick piven for ryan murphy yo and for Lou Page and special guest Mike Cole thanks for joining us yay he survived he made it through the whole episode alright guys remember be quick or be dead we'll see you later quick or the dead it's a good movie Emilio Estevez Sam Raimi isn't it Sam Raimi it's uh, Emilio Estevez you're thinking young gum oh yeah that one